Welcome to Writing Wrongs here at Hudgel Solicitors, the easy guide to the legal issues many people may have to deal with in their lives. I'm Keith Phillips and joining me is Samantha Darwin, a senior solicitor in our medical negligence department. Welcome, Sam. Thank you, Keith. You describe your work as making a real difference to people's lives. How does that happen if parents believe they've suffered poor maternity care? Oh, Keith, it can make the world of difference. Maternity cases are some of the most difficult cases that we deal with because, unfortunately, poor maternity care can have such a significant impact on the the livelihood and the well-being of the child that's born. It's absolutely fundamental. They are complex cases, but they are the most worthwhile cases of all, Keith. They're amazing if you can succeed. Well, Sam, you specialise in wrongful birth cases, which we're here to discuss. For mothers, parents listening, can you outline what a wrongful birth is? Right. They are slightly more complex than a standard maternity claim, but they are so much worthwhile pursuing. A claim for wrongful birth is a claim for compensation brought on behalf of the mother or the parents of a child who has suffered an injury. It is a claim where the care that we are investigating centres around the care that was provided during the mother's pregnancy. And it is, in a nutshell, the failure of staff who were caring for the mother during that pregnancy to advise the mother that there might be issues with the baby that they are carrying. And in light of that advice, whether they were given the option to terminate the pregnancy if that's what the mother and the parents wanted. Well, Sam, if we can dwell on that just a little bit more, why is it important such injuries or issues should have been identified or diagnosed early in the pregnancy? The difficulty that we've got with these cases is that some of the difficulties with the baby are very significant. And obviously, as a general rule, if a mother is to be offered a termination, the earlier that termination can be carried out, perhaps it is slightly easier for the mother to make that decision and the slightly easier the actual process of the termination may be. So the earlier we can try and show that the termination should have been offered and carried out if that was what the mother wanted, the better it will be for all concerned. What type of disabilities issues are medical professionals able to spot or should spot early in pregnancy? A lot of the cases that I have dealt with relate to issues with the baby during the pregnancy that should have been picked up on a scan. So they are difficulties with the baby that the baby was always going to have suffered from probably, but that ought to have been detected. So they can be genetic disabilities, um, difficulties with things that are in the, the cells that are making up the baby, difficulties with the DNA in the baby that can lead to a variety of different genetic conditions. Um, some of the more common ones might be something like, say, Down syndrome. Then there are very unusual conditions, some of which I've dealt with, which, you know, if I'm honest, I didn't even know that they existed as a condition before because they're so rare. Well, wrongful birth then, 
Are we saying the issue around cases is about parents not being fully informed as a potential parent? Yeah, it's about the failure to detect that there was a difficulty or an abnormality with the baby, the failure to then have what is a clearly a very frank and difficult discussion with the parents to advise them of the potential disability with their child, and then an even more difficult potentially and frank discussion with them about setting out the options for those parents at that stage. And you say at this stage, what stage in a pregnancy should that conversation take place between parents and medical professionals? I say a lot of these problems with the babies are picked up when the routine scans are done. As a general rule, scans are done at about 12 weeks, but at that stage the baby is quite small, so quite often things aren't detected at that level. What normally happens is that there is then a relatively routine scan at 20 weeks when they have a more detailed look at the brain, how the heart is developing, checking that everything's in the right place as they would hope it to be. So it's usually, if it's a scan related thing, it's usually sort of starts to stem it around that type of stage. And if a child is identified as likely to be being born with serious disabilities, what is the law in relation to the termination of a pregnancy? What can happen is that there, well, what should happen is that there should be a, a difficult discussion with the parents about their options. Some parents will decide that termination is not a route for them at all. Other parents will want to know what that termination procedure will involve, because depending on the stage of the pregnancy, different procedures would need to be carried out. What can happen is that under the regulations as they currently stand, um, Pregnancies can be terminated if there is an issue with the baby or if there is an issue with the mother's health. If a mother or, or expectant parent is listening, what sort of questions should be asked? What should they be asked now if they're at the, that stage in their pregnancy about their medical history or their genetics? For some families... It might be a reasonably easy thing to do if they are aware of a genetic history or a predisposition within the family to have some sort of condition. If you fall into that category, you must flag that up with the staff who are treating with you. Somebody should have asked you about that. If they haven't, make sure you flag that up because there might be specific tests or scans, what have you, that could be carried out. If you just have a general feeling that something is not quite right, or if you have, say, your scan at 20 weeks and there's a bit of sort of umming and ahhing about, is there something not quite right here? Is there something right? I don't know, should we refer? If you really have those second doubts, ask for a second opinion, you know, ask for a second scan, ask to see a different clinician, ask to be referred to a specialist unit. Sam, wrongful birth cases are obviously highly sensitive and emotive. Parents who have had a child born with a disability will nevertheless have given their unconditional love for that child. Exploring a wrongful birth claim might sit uncomfortably with a family. I think that it can, Keith, and I think that all claims concerning medical care are difficult they're very emotive. You have to relive what have been probably some of the trickiest times in your life. 
And if you then have to try and put yourself back in the position that you would have been in had somebody offered you a termination of a child that is so loved, it is extremely difficult. But with support and with people understanding how difficult that is, you will get through it. Well, Sam, if if someone has had a child born with a disability, why might legal advice be important? Legal advice can be important because if a claim that is brought on your behalf by a lawyer is successful, and if you have a child with significant disabilities, you could hope to receive a reasonably significant award for compensation. That compensation can help with all manner of things. It can help to provide additional therapies for the child, physiotherapy, speech therapy. It can help to fund private care or additional care to supplement care that's provided free of charge by a local authority. In the most extreme cases, If the child's disabilities are so significant that they are, say, wheelchair bound, we can look at accommodation claims if you need to move house because your current housing isn't appropriate. There's a wealth of things that we can look at potentially claiming and recover compensation for that can be life changing for the child and their family. Well, if damages were to be awarded, how is the compensation calculated? There's quite a, a rigid structure on what we can look to claim. We have court guidelines on what type of hourly rates we could claim, for example, for a care provider. We can look to research how much, say, a local physiotherapist would require to be paid if the child needs that sort of support. We can get reports from people such as housing experts. We then can scroll down even deeper into not only looking at how much a new house would cost, but how much it would then cost to adapt that house. If, for example, the child is wheelchair bound, you need to be looking at getting all the doorways widened to get a wheelchair through. We need to look at ramp access. If a house needs a lift or a stair lift, we can get valuations for things such as that. All sorts of manners of experts who we can rely on to give us the financial information that we need. And if wrongful birth is established, a compensation award isn't just for the child, is it? No, and this is where wrongful birth claims differ quite significantly from most other claims where we're investigating care where we've had a disabled child born. And that's because the claim has to be brought by the parents, which seems a little bit odd because the parents aren't the injured party in this. But the The wrongful element of the claim is the failure to advise the parents about the disability during the pregnancy and the failure to offer them the pregnancy. So the compensation that is awarded in a wrongful birth claim goes to the parents and not to the child, even though monies that are awarded are likely to be awarded to be used to improve the quality of life of that child and the family. Well, Sam, can you give examples of where you've supported families in wrongful birth cases? I've had several cases where I have been involved with families for some time. Um, One case where I have 
an ongoing relationship with the clients. They have a significantly disabled child who has a huge remit of additional needs and support. I've been instrumental in trying to get them to be rehoused, supporting their care for cl- their claim for care and additional therapy needs for the child. But it's not just about securing the compensation, it's about securing the support of that family and having regular contact with that family. Some families I speak to on probably an almost weekly basis and it's forging that ongoing relationship that's so wonderful and knowing that you can make a difference. So ultimately, just by taking legal advice can have life-changing consequences for a family. Oh, huge, literally life-changing consequences for for the child, the parents and, and any other siblings as well within that family unit. Thanks very much, Sam. Samantha Darwin, who specialises in wrongful birth cases here at Hudgel Solicitors. Thanks for listening to Writing Wrongs. And if you need further information regarding advice on wrongful birth, or any other medical negligence issue, head to our website, hudgelsolicitors.co.uk.